0: Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau. The podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her
1: life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandro, and I'm with Cheryl Indelicato who is the ambassador of Delicato Family Wines. She's also the director of hospitality for San Bernabe Vineyards. She is also featured in Wine Country Women Heritage Families. Cheryl, thank you so much for carving out a few minutes of your very valuable time to sit down and talk to
2: us Um, today. Well, thank you for coming to Black Stallion Winery and... Meeting you finally, after all these conversations, so welcome
1: well, I am uh, so honored to be here with you. Your family is incredibly rich in history in the wine making world, and you are quite accomplished so let's jump right in, shall we? I think we shall <laughs> okay. you have an Italian heritage mm-hmm. your family is one of california's oldest winemaking families. They were founded in 1924. Right. It's amazing. I know. Sometimes you feel like you have big shoes to
2: fill. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, if you step back and you think about, you know, where did this all start and how did it all start? And it was with our grandfather, Gasparian Delicato, who left Italy at the age of 16 with just a few dollars in his pocket sailed his way, came to the United States through Ellis Island, worked his way across uh, the U.S., learned how to make bricks, lay bricks, worked on the San Hatchi, um Dam, and then, of course, he had a sponsor because that's what you had to do when you came to the United States. Um, and he said to my grandfather that there was an opportunity in Lodi, California, uh, there were uh, a lot of grapes being grown there, and so uh, my grandfather traveled there, and um, he met the love of his life, uh, my grandmother, in Indelicado and they had uh, four children. Uh, the oldest was Francie, and then there were the three boys. My dad was the oldest of the boys, Frank. The middle was Anthony, and the baby was uh, Vincent, so... Um, then they moved to Mantica and like you said, nineteen twenty four planted his first grapes because that's what his father taught him when he was, you know, back in Italy. Wow. So um it was then um, you know, they raised a family and in those days, I don't know if you remember, a lot of uh siblings like my Caterina lived nearby her twin sister and her other sister. So it was like a big family affair. They planted grapes. They, you know, had cows. They had rabbits. They had chickens. My grandfather, um, I, I was born, and then he passed away shortly thereafter, so I never really knew him. But he was, from what all accounts, very giving, very loving, uh, shared. You know, if you came over with milk, you know, he may give you some tomatoes and cucumbers and very, very loving uh, individual. So. Well, isn't every Italian loving? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think so. And and food, of course, is very important. So no one wanted to go hungry. Right. So
1: food and wine.
2: Yes, food and wine. Absolutely.
1: To accelerate the story, you and your siblings are the third generation uh, family owned and operated vineyards and wineries right. now. Before we Talk about all things Delicato family wines. Let's talk about you, okay? <laughs> Specifically, you got a bachelor's degree in business, mm-hmm. which makes good sense. But what I found fascinating is you decided to also get a degree in nursing. Well, that came first. Oh, nursing! The nursing did.
2: came first because, like, um, in high school, my girlfriend and I we both wanted to be nurses, and so in those days they said, well, you should work, like, in a facility. So we worked in a care home uh, during the summer in my teenage years. But before that, I was actually even working in the bottling room when I was, like, six years old. My Uncle Tony would call my mom and say, you know, can Michael, my younger brother, uh, come and work today? So we were working on the bottling line, of course, before automation, where you... Pushed a, uh, button. a button, right, <laughs> right. And you got the tape to put at the top, and then you also put a label in the glue pot and put that on the outside of the box and then pushed it down the conveyor belt.
1: Child labor, right? But no laws were broken, <laughs> Michelle. Oh, that's no good. No laws because well, it we was got a, a family silver business. dollar too. <gasps> Aww.
2: Silver dollars for a couple of hours of work. But then the nursing came along, and, um, and I love that a lot. But where it changed was that we hired our first um, VP of marketing. And I thought, now that's something that's interesting. So that's when I went back to school and got a bachelor's degree in marketing. And then started at the winery 32 years ago.
1: Quite incredible. Although your family has a rule.
2: Yes. The rule is you must work three to five years somewhere else. As, As my cousin Robert says, you have to carry your bag you know, and learn, punch a clock, and do whatever you need to do. So everybody kind of um, went off and did their own thing. In fact, our CEO, Christopher, my cousin, is a CPA by his first trade, so to speak. And uh, then he came back. So, uh, and then my cousin Marie had a Hallmark store for, um, I want to say, 29 years. Uh, it was a gold crown, beautiful store, and now she's in charge of our um, tasting room and hospitality oh, there. Oh, wow. So, so where did you go off to? Um, I went off to the different hospitals in in the Stockton-Manteca area and okay. worked med surge, and also did um, just some, you know, weekend after our son was born. Then I stopped working on the weekends because I would still do that uh, in Modesto. Okay. And I loved it, and I think that's why... I'm kind of caring, you know, it's just kind of innate in me. And that's why I love the public. I mean, I'm a lot of people tell me things that my colleagues say, Cheryl, I don't know how they t-
1: tell you these stories, <laughs> but I guess I have
2: this this face and I give attention and I'm a good listener. So, anyway, yeah, it's pretty funny, but that's kind of how it all started. Came back and, in in uh, 1990? 1990, yep. And was in the marketing then again, we had some change, and they said, well, we want you to be a human resource manager. And then we moved to Monterey, and then I did a lot of public relations. And then I still kind of stem on that part. So working with Mary, obviously, on this today. Who's your director of public, public relations. relations? Uh-huh.
1: Yep. So during the course of your career here at Delicato Family Wines, Did you have a mentor along the way or does your whole family kind of mentor each other? How does it work? Did you learn on the job? I
2: would say along the way there were my aunt Dorothy, um, who I would say was like a trailblazer. I mean, working with the three brothers because at this time, you know, Gaspari had already passed. So, I mean, she worked very closely with Frank and Anthony and, uh, to, and, uh, Vince, her husband. So I would say she was a mentor for many of the women that we have at Delicato. And there's still some that have been here longer than I have that obviously have worked with Dorothy. And then there was also someone, uh, in our bottling department. Her name was Louise and she came in for a part-time job and stayed for 37 years. So, um, you know, uh, she was a great mentor and, uh, taught me a lot and I, I, I treasured her friendship. Unfortunately, she just passed recently too. So, but those are always good memories and things to fall back on and remember the stories that they would tell you and, you know, the truthfulness, the honesty, the integrity, you know, those kinds of things. So, yep, I would say there's been a few and, and just the family overall, I think that's a, uh, a tribute to us. I mean, We're third generation, and actually, Stephen, my cousin here at Black Stallion, is a winemaker. So, we already have the fourth generation. It's just there's a big gap in between uh, other children, other cousins. Um, So, he's our one and only at this time.
1: As you were talking, it, it dawned on me that your family has been in the business for so long, and there have been women in various roles. You've really seen an evolution of women in the wine industry. Absolutely. Uh, can you talk to that? Sure. You know,
2: I would say, like, especially really early on, um, you would. I would go to distributors. You know, you do the Friday morning kind of kickoff thing is what you would normally do with a wine. And there were not as many women in that room, you know, uh, a lot of men. I personally never suffered from anything that I would say was harassment per se, uh, nothing like that. But just fast forward, I mean, just even in our own company and in our sales department, I mean, we have so many women uh, that, you know, we've given a lot of opportunity, I would say, and they're in in high positions. And, um, you know, Clarice Turner is on our board of directors. Um, I mean, she's also a valuable uh, individual with our team of uh, female, you know, workers and things like that. So I would say that, um, you know, we're always looking to strive. But, I mean, the women that apply and that are capable, they're definitely going to be in the running.
1: And that's fantastic. That's fantastic that you've kind of brought them to the forefront. But in the 1935s and 1940, what kind of roles do you think uh, your family members that were women were holding and where they've come today? I mean, I think there's probably been a great evolution.
2: Absolutely. Um, I, I'm just thinking of my grandmother, Katarina. So what did
1: she do? Um, what well, was her role?
2: Well, she didn't work in the winery, but what she had a bigger role, I'll say, okay. Cause she kept the home front together and it was a lot of cooking, a lot of cleaning. And in right. those days it was harder than what it is today. I mean, we don't, they didn't have a Roomba running around and, sure. you know, a dishwasher and a washing machine the way we have it. So, I mean, she worked really hard to keep the family together, her and her sisters and things like that.
1: So, Did any of those sisters work in the winery, uh, wine business? No. No. Not at that so time. So it wasn't popular then? No, it just wasn't, because the,
2: the brothers all went to Cal Berkeley. And then when they came back, that was like, um, I'm going to say, the in the 50s. So, I mean, it, it definitely was totally different. You know, it wasn't... Dorothy was there, you know, and and Francie was there, too, working in the office. Oh, there you go. Yes, so Office work. Yes, absolutely, because, you know, our salesmen would go out. Right. They would come back at the end of the day and then give Francie, you know, checks and change, and I remember her stacking the quarters on her desk and dollar bills and, you know, the bags that they would carry our salesmen and things like that. So definitely the roles... In that time, we more, I'll say, office oriented, mm-hmm. which truth be told, didn't really interest me. And that's why, I, you know, early on, I thought, well, I'm just going to go off and be a nurse and do my thing. Right. But then when we had the marketing department and it was like, oh, okay. And then, you know, we hired some brand managers that were female and, um, you know, it just gave me an opportunity to be look more at it, creative. And... More creative. Absolutely. And and I love that. And I, I would say, you know, we really haven't looked back. You know, mm-hmm. we've always continued to move forward. We have the Delicato Women's Leadership Initiative. We call it DWLI. And, you know, it's another um, opportunity for women. But we also invite, you know, the men in the company to participate because we need their help, their support. Know, support. Absolutely to get where we want to go. So um, it's another initiative. It's been around for a long time and it was our um, legal uh, Jolene that brought that to the table. So, um, and it's really expanded. We have chapters um, throughout the country. And um, so again, always looking to, you know, move forward and uh, keep, keep our employees excited for being here, you know. You spend more time at work than really you do at home. Right. So we want you to love it here.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you're definitely providing a supportive environment for your team.
2: Absolutely. I would say that. Fantastic. We want a a healthy culture. We want people to enjoy working here. So, yes.
1: Well, let's get back to you. (laughs) We went off on a tangent there. Top moment of your career so far.
2: I would have to say um, just the opportunities that I've been given. Um, I've had a wine brand. I went out, actually um, traveled internationally for that. And um, one of my initiatives with that brand was breast cancer research, awareness, and prevention. Um, my maternal grandmother was a breast cancer survivor. And I... Um, I wanted something to give back with that brand. So it really allowed me to go around, like I said, internationally, as well as all over the United States. And and I think that's where the family ambassador part comes in. And what I truly, truly enjoy is um, treating people to maybe their first glass of wine that they've ever had with Delicato. It could be a Black Stallion um, you know, brand that we're presenting that day or something else that we have. Um, But that's like, it makes me really happy when I can talk to somebody. Maybe they put something in their grocery cart. You know, if I'm nearby, I go and I thank them. Or if they have something in their cart, that I may say, oh, have you tried this before? You know, and then maybe they come over to where I'm serving the wine and then they buy it. And then even better yet, if they want me to sign the bottle to someone personal, you know, it all makes that extra little step that much more exciting and, and they're happy and I'm happy that they've supported us. So I would say that those are some of my, um, treasured moments. Uh, other times that I, you know, think about and reminisce, especially with family, not being with us anymore, but only in spirit is the time that I got to spend with my father. Um, He was an exceptional individual, and just like um, many people, I I call them the, um, well, we'll hear the Uncle Frank euphemisms of, it'll be what it'll be, you know. He wasn't a worry wart, and he he really taught me a lot about patience, and um, probably still could use some work on that, but he taught (laughs) me about that. And then just the family camaraderie, and what we've been able to achieve, and how we all say, as my mother would say, keep peace in the family. (laughs) You have a big family. Yeah, we do. We do. Personally, I just have one son, Dominic, but um,
1: yeah, we do, so we're blessed. The Delicado family is is a good size. Do you remember the moment when you tasted your first sip of wine?
2: first sip of wine my mom was probably working in the tasting room and at family dinners we would wine was at our dinner table every night but what we would do we would my mom and dad would give us like a little glass that would have a little bit of wine and then they'd add a little bit of water and then that's kind of like our I'll say our first experience of course we liked more of the the sweeter wines than the red wines, but those were early days. And then of course palates change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But early, early, early on, um, I would say that would be our first experience.
1: I read somewhere that you were involved in the handcraft brand. Yes. Can, that... can you speak to that? It sounds yes. like that was a, a proud moment in your career. It
2: was a very proud moment. Um, that was launched in like 2012, and um, went across the really the country and like I said, the world and uh, Denmark and Sweden, Germany, and uh, kicked off the brand. I remember I was in Denmark, and it was a Friday night, and there were like 250 people that came to you know taste the launch of the whole brand, which we had a a beautiful Chardonnay, it had like, I still remember like 2% Malvasia Bianca from our uh, Monterey property. We had a beautiful Pinot Noir, we had a Cabernet, and then something that was super duper special was a Petite Syrah from our Lodi property, Clay Station. It was vibrant, it was deep, it was purple, it was yummy, it was outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it was it was a great opportunity. I mean, that, those are some of my most treasured times of not only working uh, with the brand, but I also worked with Alicia Asias, who's been with us for probably now close to thirty years in winemaking. And her and I would work together uh, on the blends uh, each vintage. And um, again, that was just another a wonderful time, great memories I'll always treasure as um, that brand in
1: particular. As we've alluded to during the course of this conversation, your family has several brands. How many brands do you have? Can you say? Uh, We have Nearly 20 or
2: (laughs) nearly 30? (laughs) Well, there's a lot of um, different things that we do. So I'm going to say like around 10. Oh, 10 10 to 15 brands that are, I'll say... That we worked, um, you know, from Black Stallion, Noble Vines, Diora, you know, we just purchased Coppola. It was a year ago.
1: Oh, I did not hear that. Wow. Yeah. So that
2: all of that, um, that's been really exciting. And um, under that particular brand, of course, you the Geyserville
1: property is it Geyserville over there? Yes. No. But okay. not Nook. If you are thinking, right? No. no, no, it's, it's Geiserfeld Coppola. Yeah, over in yeah. Sonoma County. Yeah, right. Yeah, it has
2: the cabanas right. and The, rest yes. of the restaurant mm-hmm. and, and the pool and right. all of that. Yes. right. So we we um, just launched a, a beautiful prosecco mm. uh, from Italy, and then also a rose uh, prosecco that's really really yummy, um, and that's and so I've been kind of helping uh, launch that as well. Um, and, of course, doing a lot of um, label revisions and things like that um, with, with uh, that particular brand. Um, so did you acquire the Sophia as well uh, We did. That? We okay. did, and we're working with her um, just to kind of freshen that package, you know, not necessarily maybe a, uh, a revolution, maybe it's just an evolution, not a revolution kind of thing, mm-hmm. but working directly. I know our marketing department mm-hmm. is doing that with her. Um, and that's a beautiful package as well, mm-hmm. um, and and such great history and story. I mean, everything with Francis is great story, great history. I mean, he and Eleanor are just wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, it's been great getting to know them this past year and them uh, being part of uh, the whole family. And, it's, and I think that's been the unique part of it. It's two Italian families coming together, working together, striving for the same for the same thing. I mean, you know, we both want each other to do well and be successful. Uh, Of course, Francis is, you know, has his career in the movies Mm -hmm. and still working hard. I mean, he's a a tremendous um, positive influence, you know, of course, on his family and all of our families. So um, that's been really fun and fascinating uh, to see in the last year, just how much, you know, work it is to really, uh, integrate something like that from the beginning to the, you know, to shipping the wine and, and things like that.
1: Right. I'm sure that's, that is, (laughs) there are much different, uh, group of people. Yes. Good. But a lot of them came on, which was
2: is wonderful, fantastic. Yeah. So I mean, it was August first last year, and then you know, two or three weeks later, we were harvesting together. So, oh,
1: fantastic! So this is our second harvest together. I so, had no idea. Look, yeah. I'm behind. Oh, well, we'll catch. I missed that press We'll catch you I already. My wheels are already turning <laughs> about something. <laughs> I was just I, talking to somebody about Francis or Eleanor actually yesterday. Oh. Eleanor, so sweet, mm-hmm. so wonderful. What do you think the hidden gem is in your portfolio? You have so many fantastic wines. What's your favorite little go-to wine right
2: now? Well, it's that time of year. Of course, it's Rap Black Stallion. I love the Albarino that Rolf makes and mm. his team here. I mean, it's a beautiful Italian wine. It's a limited release. Sell it in the taste room. If it, you know, tickles your fancy, we can get you a bottle on your way out, you know? I love Albarino's. Oh, it was it's a delicious wine. Um, I would say that that is something I definitely, it's a go-to, especially like when we have guests over. Mm-hmm. I always like to kind of start something kind of lighter and then maybe, maybe move into a Pinot. It could be the Diora Pinot from the Santa Lucia mm-hmm. Highlands. Uh, our winemaker James makes. It's really, really lovely. Um, and then you know, depending on what I'm serving and things like that, it might you know go to a cab or something like that. And we have so many beautiful wines. I mean, it's it's kind of like choosing your favorite child. Luckily, I only have one. <laughs> I always call him my favorite son, Mom. I, you only have one son, anyway. But um, yeah, that that's it's it's really special. That's what I'm saying. It's really nice to share this um, time with you and to your listeners because. There's so much about Delicato that maybe people don't know. It's not just Black Stallion on the Silverado Trail. It's, you know, what we have going on in Monterey. We have property in Lodi, uh, Clay Station, where the Noble Vines uh, gnarly had come from. Um, so, I mean, there's lots of opportunity. And if you come to our tasting room just right outside of Lodi there, uh, Marie and her team will treat you to the best wine tasting ever. Or if you come up to nap on the Silverado Trail, we're here for you too. Or of course at Coppola now. Right. So there's, there's something for everyone. There you go. And you
1: know what? what? I got a feeling that one person will never experience it all because I, you'll continue to change. Right, right. And you'll continue to have something new and special for people to enjoy.
2: Well, and I think that's what makes it unique and different. It's kind of like sometimes you might have a special block or something that shows something spectacular And when you give your winemaker that creativity, Mm -hmm. you know, to maybe make a limited release of something that's only in the tasting room for the wine club, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what they want. Something that's unique and different and you can't get anywhere else. Anywhere else. So yeah. Everybody loves that. Absolutely. Who doesn't want something handmade, right?
1: Handmade, one of a kind, limited edition. Yes. (laughs) Get it now. Yes. (laughs) Before it's sold out. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs)
0: learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com
1: well cheryl we're going to move on to your personal life we're just going to take a deeper dive into your personal life
0: now you
1: have spent quite a bit of time uh, in monterey absolutely Um, 22 years to be in fact We took a step inside your home. What would we see? What was your decorating style?
2: Well, I would say it's always been, so it didn't matter where, you know, my family Where you're living. Right. Mm -hmm. It's always more of a Mediterranean feel. We love the natural stone. Uh, We love the furnishings. Um, And I always try to go back to my Italian heritage. Uh, It could be, you know, uh, place settings that, you know, remind me. Because before my Aunt Francie passed, she gave me all of their dishes that they used growing up. So when I serve soup, you know, even though the dish may have a little chip, who cares, right? It's something that is from my dad's family.
1: I love it.
2: Yeah. So that's definitely very special. Um, And I would say, you know, like our color schemes are more on the creamy, taupe kind of thing. And then what I like to do because I still like to decorate for the seasons, Mm -hmm. is kind of do the splash with the pillow or the throw or something like that to kind of bring some color in, uh, maybe some plum colors at this time of year, more of the cranberry reds. I've got pillows for things like that during the holidays, but I would say, you know, granite countertops, travertine floors, those are you know, throughout our home. Natural colors. Absolutely. A
1: lot of natural colors. Yeah.
2: Because then you can bring in those really pretty pieces with the color and kind of, um, brighten up the room that way and bring in kind of that Italian kind of flair, be it plates. Um, or I also Mm -hmm. like to do placemats and chargers, napkins and things like that. I'm kind of a, person that kind of just keeps the table set all the time cuz you never know who may show up for dinner.
1: Yeah. Well, you are Italian. I am. You're, you're always <laughs> ready. I hesitate to ask this because I can't imagine you having any free time, but if if you were to have some free time, do you have a hobby? Well, funny you should ask.
2: I just took up golf.
1: Oh, my goodness. I why? know. I know why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Does your husband play golf? Oh,
2: absolutely. Oh, he, th- he, is that why? Well, he taught our son, too, when he was three, Dominic, to oh. golf. And so we have went to some of the most beautiful places. And it, it's just kind of an enjoyable kind of thing um, that I do decided. Do you enjoy it? I do. I do. There's, you know, it's not just going out and doing it. There's a, a program uh, at our country club That women, and even if you already know how to golf, they, they end up joining in because we work on something special every week. So I would say golf. And then, um, if there was something that someone said, well, where's Cheryl? Um, and the reason why I'm just starting now to learn how to golf. Yes, I am curious. It's because I was always cooking Oh, because Dominic and Claude would go out golfing and they would come in. They, I know how the door shuts if Dominic won or if my, or my oh. husband played better. <laughs> and then they'd go, oh, mom, it smells so good in here. So I've always been in the kitchen. I've been cooking holiday meals since 1985. So I love to cook. I love new recipes. There's always someone, you know, coming over and, uh, and enjoying a meal over the weekend with us. We have dear friends. So um, they, they all know, and they always say... Cheryl, you need to do a cookbook. You need to do a cookbook. So you probably should. I probably should. I have all my recipes on online. They're not just you know in a ratty folder or something. So who
1: knows? Maybe one day. Yeah, you shouldn't give that away online. No. Well, it's on my computer. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't give that those secrets away. No. No. Okay. No. So that's why you just now started to play golf. Yes.
2: Yes, it's, you know, my lessons are on the weekend. Okay. So, you know, Friday
1: afternoon maybe. I mean, golf courses are beautiful, and they are, there are some golf courses you know, that are extra special for sure. But hitting some ball to some hole I can't see somewhere just doesn't <laughs> excite me. I'm like, how am I supposed to get excited about that? So I applaud I you. Know. But <laughs>
2: if, if there's ever, I would probably just play with the nine hole group. You oh, know I like what I that. mean? That's yeah, and they, seems- they know how to, you would, you would enjoy it because after you play your nine holes, then you go and have lunch you know right. together okay. and maybe a, a a beautiful glass of wine or something
1: okay <laughs> maybe
2: maybe maybe
1: one day there maybe you go one day.
2: you need to slow down
1: um well that's another story <laughs> that's another interview another day when you kick back and relax what kind of music do you like to listen to
2: well i would say i'm more of a soft rock kind of person but I also like um, some country, and I we also make uh, Z. Alexander Brown's brand, Zach Brown, uh-huh. and he's got some great music. I love his music and have been to some of his concerts. So um, I, I would say a little bit of country, you know, too. Um, and, and, you know, country isn't as twangy as it was years ago. No, not so at all. It's hip. Yeah. It's been yeah, cool. yeah, very much so. A lot of crossover, I mm-hmm. would say, between pop and some country and things like that. So that's what uh,
1: we have plugged in. Okay, I'm sure, as I am sitting here, that you have done extensive traveling, of course, to Italy, but I'm sure to other places as well. Is there a meaningful trip that you could tell us about?
2: I would say probably our first trip to Italy. And that was with of course my dad and his two aunts, uh Sia Franca and Sia Vita were still alive. Uh so that would be Gaspari's sisters.
1: Okay? Oh okay, right.
2: And um, you know, their brother had passed Gaspari, my grandfather at that time, but we went back to Italy as a family, uh intimate family, you know, my mom and dad and my brothers and I. So that was extremely special. And what part? Uh Sicily. Mm-hmm. And, um, we, um, I, I, we probably spent a couple of weeks with them. We didn't speak Italian, but my, obviously my dad did. And, um, we cooked a lot. The, the people, I remember these mission figs, the size of the palm of my hand. Uh, this lady grew again, sharing food. Uh, and, um, it was really a memorable trip. And I, 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 you know, it was funny. one of the only times I saw my dad cry because when he left, he realized it was probably the last time he was going to see his aunties. so um, yeah, it was very special. They were so happy to see him because they they would have never met my dad, but one of their children, uh, his cousin Pina, and my dad would uh, write to each other, and um, we would send you know monies and things like that back to the family in those days. So that was an extremely special trip, and then the trips that I took um, with Handcraft, with our sales team and launching that brand, and uh, and still in Sweden, um, they actually still sell some Handcraft box wines. So it's pretty special, some Zinfandel and things like that. So fascinating. Yeah, it is in Sweden. In Sweden, yeah.
1: Don't you? Uh, it, it, isn't that curious?
2: I know, but you know. Uh, when I, they drink a lot of red wine and, um, it's because it's so cold over there and the boxed wines do really well because, you know, you can preservation yeah. Exactly. They're fresh and they're on your counter or in your fridge. So, um, yeah, very special.
1: A common theme in our conversation has been food. I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> if you're not hungry, I know I am. Uh, uh, I am definitely getting hungry. Um, I have to ask you, what's your secret to a great dinner party? Well, it's all about the guests.
2: Because I like to put people that I know, um, either that haven't met or I know that have a lot in common. So there's a lot of, um, you know, chatter and, and, and then also obviously a good wine pairing menu, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that. But I, I love putting people together that, um, have something in common that maybe they didn't know. Like I put a lot of golfers together Mm -hmm. that they didn't know each other. And, um, and then they have all these other things to talk about. Uh, But when they come to my house, they know I enjoy cooking. So it's like, well, what can we bring? And I always say, well, bring a bottle of wine, you know, because I like others' wines, too, because I think that's pretty special. I think people
1: get intimidated about bringing wine. But
2: I tell them, you know what, don't be, because, you know, to me, if you're buying a bottle of wine over something else or, you know, I'm happy that you're buying wine, you know? So, and it's something special. So I would say a good group of people, um, a great menu, and, of course, ample wine on tap. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and what is your hands down favorite dish to make that's always a crowd pleaser?
2: Well, I would say there's a couple of things. My pasta bolognese, my son and my husband and friends love that. And I make homemade pasta with that. But I know a lot of people are watching carbs. So if you know you can't do that, then I'll do a braised short rib, mm. which is really good. And then yeah. lately, I've been doing a smashed potato with it, which is really, really awesome. And if you have a convection of it, it makes it even better because they get crispy on the edges. Oh, yes. Yes. Really, well, really anything good. anything potato is so good. I know. Delicious.
1: All three of those sound fantastic. Yeah, little
2: Caesar salad,
1: mm-hmm.
2: little mozzarella, fresh-grown tomatoes, basil out in the garden. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: a meal, right? Yes. There Perfect. you go. Last question. Is there something that people might be surprised to learn about you? Well, Did you rappel down mountains? Do you skydive? I don't know. Uh, something crazy. Well,
2: I wouldn't say it's crazy, but I started it up again after like i'm going to say probably over 20 years in the last year i started skiing so skiing snow skiing and i hadn't done okay, that that's that crazy <laughs> well it is when you haven't been on the snow in 20 years on skis and you're getting older and you don't want to fall down but i did take a lesson and it was really funny how muscle memory just comes back. Well, thank God. I know. I know. I know. It's like, you know, wait here, wait there. Right. Don't lean back, you know, poles in front and all of that. So I don't know if it's crazy, but really, you know, if it's my happy place, it's always in the kitchen, uh, gardening, but gardening in a way that it's more vegetables, tomatoes and things like this things isn't that we can
1: surprising. eat. <laughs> this isn't surprising. If you would have told me snowboarding, I would have been like, oh my God, Cheryl. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I haven't been on, on skis for a while. I mean, I, I can slightly relate, but I wouldn't say that's surprising.
2: Yeah. Well, I always try to, you know, when you get older, you want to, like, still do some youngish kind of things. And for me, that was going skiing and, because and, uh, our son is also a snowboarder, too. So not that I'm trying to keep up with him, because he's on different mountains, right. but I mean, Just blue, be... I'm
1: happy with the blue trait. Oh, yeah.
2: Blue, blue is good. <laughs> blue is very good. That's very accomplished. Or green. Green, green is, green is even easier. But but Never got... black. No, Never. <laughs> no diamonds. Only on the finger. Only on the finger. Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
1: Well, Cheryl, let's wrap things up with five quick questions. You ready?
2: Well, if I'm not, I will be.
1: You will be. Yes. Yes, ma'am. What is the best word to describe you? honest. Okay. What's your favorite flower? Peony. What kind of car do you drive? An Audi. What's the last piece of candy you ate? A sea salt caramel. Okay. And it was
2: delicious.
1: Delicious. Handmade. (laughs) Not by me, but it was handmade. And what is in your nightstand or on your nightstand, depending what kind of nightstand you have? Cuticle oil
2: a file Kleenex I think that's about it okay yeah no jewelry that's in a different spot so yeah that's
1: all fine and dandy (laughs) well this has been so much fun Cheryl you are a delight you're just a fantastic accomplished woman and it's been so much fun thank you thank you so much
0: Visit WineCountryWomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.